wherever you are listening and watching, welcome to today's show. And I am very pleased to welcome one of my good friends who covers the Memphis Grizzlies. Does a wonderful job covering them, along with myself and others over at Grizzly Bear Blues. But what this man is known for, and rightfully so, is his excellent coverage of the Memphis Hustle. And that's why he's joining us today. Brandon Abraham, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, Sean. Uh, better than your Vols. You know, played well for 15 minutes, but just Georgia's a different monster. Hey, hey, hey. It was about 25 minutes, okay? All <laughs> right, we'll take that. And, hey, we're, we're riding high. The Braves won the World Series. Titans are number one in the AFC. And the Grizzlies, well, we have the Braves and the Titans. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but that, that's the reason why we have Brandon here. Of course, thank you so much for all that are joining us today. You can find the show at Lock on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC, Mr. Abraham at BC Abraham, all on Twitter. The podcast, wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Let's us know that you love the show. Let's others be able to find the show. Let's everyone enjoy the show's experience. And I also want to remind you, after you make Locked on Grizzlies your first listen of the day, check out the Locked on NBA podcast, free on all podcast platform, also on YouTube. Wherever you find Locked on Grizzlies, find Locked on NBA as well. But Brandon, before we get into Talking about the hustle, let's talk a bit about the Grizzlies. And there's plenty to talk about, unfortunately, but not so much in a positive way. I think that the last 48 hours have probably been the worst 48 hours of basketball we've seen from this Grizzlies team, at least during this new regime's you know existence over the past you know two plus years. Your thoughts on the Grizzlies? You know, I talked about it yesterday. I, I feel that there are a few simple things that they can commit to getting on the right track. This thing can get turned around. But your thoughts on the Grizzlies, you know, kind of running into a slump here over the past week. It's obviously concerning. I don't mean to, you know, discredit that. But I also think a lot of people, you know, enjoyed the very high high of the way the Grizzlies started the year. And then they don't know how to handle the low after that hot start. And I mean, understandably so. You know, you have to come back from 16 to beat the Timberwolves on Monday. Charlotte kind of, you know, Kelly Oubre just destroys us. Friday against Phoenix was just terrible defensive effort. And then uh, I do think this loss against the Pelicans is a little bit overblown. Um, they're not as bad as their record suggests, especially now that they got Brandon Ingram back. But, I mean, it's it's definitely not the best time, but I, I do think a lot of it's just overblown disappointment um, just with how Grizz Twitter especially loves to ride the high super high and the lows just send them straight down to the bottom. Yeah, I think that that's a fair case. You know, youth, it's one of those things, youth is relevant in what's going on. You're going to get this polarizing high. You're going to get this polarizing low. But it's also not an excuse, especially when we know just how good this group collectively can play. We just got to play defense. Like, that. that's what it comes down to. That's really what stands out about this. I talked about it yesterday. The Grizzlies shooting the ball from three like a bottom five team in the league and then being the worst team defending the three in the league. You mentioned it yourself. You're not going to win many games shooting 23% from the three-point line. But beyond that, Brandon, me and you have talked about it over at Grizzly Bear Blues um, a few times. What stands out to you is not necessarily the biggest concern. What, besides the shooting and defending the three, stands out to you as if the Grizzlies can just correct this, it's going to solve a lot of issues? I think a lot of it's going to be Dylan Brooks's return. Um, I think, you know, I mean, I Percentage-wise, I don't know how much it helps the three-point shooting from an individual basis. Like, Dylan's obviously a fine three-point shooter, but, you know, he's very streaky. But I, I think 
you know, his return as a whole will help set the tone more for the team. Like he's like as great as Ja is, Dylan's really kind of the tone setter, especially on the defensive end of the court. Um, and you know, so I think he brings like a certain swagger that, you know, that there's games where you know, I remember last year a game against the Bucks, the Grizzlies were down big in the first half, and Dylan single-handedly got them back in the game. Uh, Jaw obviously has the ability to do it, but it's nice having that other person who can kind of help take pressure off Jaw, help alleviate a lot of what Jaw has to do, his usage rates. So I really think a lot of it's just getting Dylan back into the picture and getting him caught up to speed and just comfortable in the next few games. And I think you hit the nail on the head when it comes to Dylan Brooks. Obviously, his skill set, being a two-way player, I think, you know, as much as we're hoping he helps the defense, his offense has been a breath of fresh air as well, basically being that consistent even number two option at times to job. But, of course, the other thing that stands out is just the mere minutes distribution that happens as well. With Dylan Brooks being back in the fold now, you go basically nine deep. Job, Desmond, Dylan, Jaron, Stephen Adams in the starting lineup. And then you've got Tyus, Kyle, Brandon Clark, and um, – uh, D'Anthony Melton, obviously, um, in the bench. That's one heck of a, of a nine if, if they can play defense. But this also means that while that should mean that more minutes are going towards more talented, more impactful players, you do have some other players who I know are near and dear to your heart, at least when it comes to John Conchar. But also you've got Xavier Tillman as well as Zaire Williams. The minute distributions for those three, you know that John Conchar is a favorite of um, Coach Taylor Jenkins, Zaire Williams' development probably is the priority of those three, and Xavier Tillman is probably the one that you can trust to make the most impact. But just out of those three, how do you think their minutes should be handled moving forward? I think it's probably a little matchup based. Um, I mean, as big of a contrary guy as I am, he he should get spot minutes. Um, you know, he he should not be playing heavy minutes. The minutes he's been playing have been a bit too much. I mean, I think over the past week, him becoming the scapegoat has been a little ridiculous. Um, the 10th guy off the bench isn't the reason you lose by 30 to the Suns. But overall, like his skill set is best used kind of in a in case of emergency type or if you, you know, are in a kind of a rut, you need someone to come in and make hustle plays. Um, and then I kind of go with a little bit of the matchup base between Zaire and Tillman. If you're playing a bigger team, I think you can give Tillman minutes, um, let him shine because I mean he's great. He's just kind of stuck in a weird logjam with, you know, himself, Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Stephen Adams. Let alone trying to get Kyle Anderson minutes at the four. Um, it just he's kind of his position puts him out of the rotation, and you know Zaire's kind of the future. You need Zaire to be great. So I, I mean I think he should be that tenth guy on most nights. Um, you know, depending on how he's playing, you know, there could be some nights where you switch it up. But, you know, the team this year will obviously want to be more competitive. It's not as much about data accumulation, but they also want to accumulate data on Zaire Williams. Like, they they drafted him and were eyeing him with the 10th overall pick for a reason. And, you know, we're not at a point to where your first-round draft picks just ride the bench and play in the G League. He, he He's getting meaningful minutes. I think he needs to because, you know, even if it hurts you a little bit now, you know, in theory, it should help you two to three years from now. 
Yeah, and the thing that I'll say is in this 2021 draft, Brandon, it seems like kind of the cutoff point between players that are contributing at the NBA and players that right now are contributing in the G League is that 10th spot. Because from Davion Mitchell before him, you've got players, I believe Jonathan Kaminga is mainly playing for Golden State. But what I'm getting at is, is those players are mainly playing in the NBA. But we know that um, uh, James Booknight is playing for, Booknight is playing for the uh, uh, Greensboro Swarm. And, and I believe that... Uh, um, uh, Josh Primo, who was number 12, was playing for the Spurs G League team. Do we feel that Zaire Williams could get some action for the hustle? Or do, do you feel that that could really help his development? Or do you feel that he he mainly should be staying with the NBA team? I get the feeling he's going to stay with the Grizzlies for most, if not all, the season. It, it, it's a peculiar question, Sean. I think what will happen and what should happen are a little bit of two different things. Uh, I think he would benefit a little bit from getting assigned to the hustle and just having games where he goes out there and can, you know, shoot the ball 15, 20 times, like just go out there, score, play your game, just try to, you know, get reps, you know, because he, he's shown confidence with the Grizzlies, but he's still, you can tell playing a little nervous, you know, so I think, I think a hustle assignment could be very helpful to his development, helping him gain confidence. But since he's so entrenched in the Grizzlies rotation, seemingly um, only one, uh, coach's decision did not play um so it'll be interesting to see you know kind of what they do with it but I, i'm not really expecting him to get hustle minutes but i think you know if it came down to it it would be very helpful yeah i agree completely i think that reps are certainly something that right now in his career really stand out as being a, a big thing you know him getting those repetitions that practice that can definitely do. But before we get to the hustle itself, I want to tell you about a source that you should hustle to, and that's Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a great source when it comes to a new spin when it comes to daily fantasy. It has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks allows for you to be able to do any prop, whether it's a starter in the NBA or a bench player. And it's not just the NBA, you can also do it with Patrick Mahomes in the NFL or LeBron James. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on, on any entry that you put in, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is your daily fantasy made easy. Now, while me and Brandon certainly enjoy the Memphis Grizzlies, we absolutely cannot stand choices when it comes to college. I'm a huge Tennessee fan the best football team, college football team in the state of Tennessee, while Brandon cheers for the Memphis Tigers. Nothing against that at all. It's just the Vols are the best college football team in the state of Tennessee. But regardless of that, listen, hey, it's football and basketball season. We might like to watch a basketball game, then a football game. But if you're sitting here wanting to watch games, yeah, you may have to steal somebody else's password, may have to watch it on a laptop, TV, phone, all that. One way to avoid doing that is direct TV stream. It's a great way for you to not have to worry about the hassle anymore. And it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV, that, directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Contents vary by package. 
Obviously, we want to thank you for making Locked on Grizzlies your first listen of the day. I was just kidding when I was talking about me and Brandon having this rivalry when it comes to college football. But the new rankings are out. And whoever you like or will be coming out this week, whoever you cheer for in college football, check out the Locked on College Football podcast of your choice as your second listen of the day. But let's hustle right back into this conversation. I have really overused that segue, but yet here we are. So Brandon Abraham, obviously Mr. Hustle, has done a great job over at Grizzly Bear Blues for a few years now covering the hustle. And Brandon, first off, I want to congratulate you. You have gotten through some very, as you said, the word peculiar setups when it comes to the G League over the past few years. I'll just start with this question. How nice is it to finally be back to having normal coverage of the G League once again, at least to an extent? It's, I mean, it's been phenomenal. Um, You know, the access was tricky in the bubble. Um, Corey Moore, head of the Hustle PR, did a great job. Can't say enough about Jason March and all the Hustle players for, you know, how accommodating they were and, you know, willing to do interviews, things like that, um, before, after games, you know, off days for podcasts. Um, it's just something about being there in person. It, it just helps so much um, being there in person, not not even just from the media aspect, but just being able to watch the game, getting to see the interaction of Jason March, you know, kind of being a sarcastic with the refs, you know, one hand arguing the next, you know, telling them great call when they clearly missed a call, but it went in the hustle's favor, you know, just the little antics, things like that, that you only get sitting on the sideline. Um, It's been great. I'm glad they're back in South Haven. Um, It's, you know, it was unique last year. It was intriguing, but I think everyone involved is glad we're pretty much normal. And the thing that I'll say is this is beyond the excitement of giving having the G League back to normal, beyond the excitement of it seems like with this 2021 draft class, you're going to have an exciting matchup between the Hustle and teams all along. There is so much depth on this Hustle team. Now, you've got your first layer of it with uh, Jarrett Culver, um, as well as Santi Aldama, Sam Merrill, Killian Tilly, uh, uh, Killian Tilly um, Eve Pons. You know, those guys that are going to be involved with the Grizzlies at some point. But you've also got some exciting talent. Matthew Hurt, a former top prospect from Duke, is on the team. Freddie Gillespie had some good moments with the Raptors in the past as well. He's got some NBA experience. I believe I've got that correct. I think I'm thinking of the same guy. But the thing yeah. that I'm thinking at is, is there are layers. There is a level of depth on this hustle team that hasn't been there before. Plus, you have regulars like Shaq Buchanan. We know the special relationship between him and Jaw from their Murray State days, this depth for this hustle team means there's many players that can be exciting to watch, and any one of them can step up on a given night. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great um, – it is a little intriguing to see how the Grizzlies play it out because they, they clearly expect to have a lot of guys down on assignment on most game nights. Um, the hustle currently have 10 guys on their active roster, which is – quite a handful lower than most teams typically do, but that's so they have the space for the assignment guys where they're not having to make cuts and signs every couple of couple of days. Um, but, you know, on days where the, the fivesome of Aldama, Tilly, Culver, Culver, Merrill, and Pond, the days they're not there, the Hustle still have a solid squad. Um, you know, they can still go 10 deep. Um, you mentioned Shaq. Ahmad Caver is really great offensive spark plug, David Stockton, when he's healthy, you know, is really kind of your prototypical point guard. Um, You know, you got Darnell Cowart, another Murray State guy. He's kind of 
like I love him just because he plays so free and it's just kind of funny, you know, with his he's kind of like a poor man's Jokic in a sense where he's, you know, he's a big guy down low, but he'll he's not afraid to try just kind of crazy passes, um, you know, dribble the ball, things like that. Um, so they've got a bunch of young, exciting, fun talent mixed with some vets and Reggie Hearn who has struggled so far with the hustle, but is a usual three-point marksman in the G League. And imagine once he gets comfortable, that'll that'll skyrocket. And uh, you also got Sean McDermott, who, if he can ever get and stay healthy, is a nice, you know, three-point shooter athlete who can make, you know, some nice put-bat dunks. So uh, the depth's solid. A lot of it's going to depend on the availability of the assignment guys, um, especially with the first 12 games of the season kind of being the intro into the showcase cup um but you know as long as they have those guys more available than not the hustler in a pretty good spot so brandon this is something that i've always wondered so me and you are both fans of the atlanta braves of the 2021 world series champion atlanta braves and the reason why i bring that up is because a setup that you have in baseball when it comes to the minor leagues and basically the G League is the basketball minor leagues you've got the front office that through their analytics they set up a pitching plan for a minor league pitcher it goes through the plan of the major league pitching coach down to the minor league pitching coach to have a pitcher maybe work on changeups a little bit more than he usually would in this type of game setup maybe the next time work on a fastball or something like that is it similar in basketball when it comes to the G League, incorporating what the team, what the Grizzlies want for a specific player. Like if the Grizzlies front office is Zach Kleiman and his analytics staff, they really want to see Santi Aldama handle the basketball. Is that an emphasis that they're going to ask Jason March to and his staff to really focus on? Or does the hustle kind of, do the Grizzlies kind of leave the hustle alone to just coach the team as they see fit? I, I hope that question makes sense. I'm just trying to figure out yeah. what the communication chain is like for when the Grizzlies want to see something specific with one of these young players? So the communication is there. They have a great relationship between the Grizzlies and Hustle. Um, obviously, with the Grizzlies owning the Hustle, you know, they could they have the final say, really. But obviously, the re- relationship is going to go to crap if they're too demanding or if Jason March doesn't do what they want. Um, everything that, I, you know, I feel like I'm obviously probably the most plugged in with the Hustle, and they have a great communication relationship with the the Grizzlies organization. And so um, kind of to go further into your question, they, they do have various things that they work on. Um, Ivan Rabb, you know, a couple of years ago when he was being sent down on assignments, like his big thing was kind of getting up three point shots, you know, helping space the floor. So talking with Jason, their goal was to have him have three or four three point shot attempts, not force, but in the flow of the offense per game. And, you know, I mean, obviously it didn't work out with Rab in Memphis, but like that part of his game did grow. Um, we talked to Sam Merrill after the game uh, last Sunday and I guess probably eight days from when this is live. But he, you know, said that they, they kind of have a lot of different things they're working on. Um, and his is kind of being more of like a point guard. Like he had all sorts of responsibilities at Utah State, but, you know, kind of has its prototypical shooting guard style of play and body. Um, so he's, you know, working on his ball handling, his passing out of the pick and roll, being able to just run the pick and roll efficiently and kind of learning the different reads, um, since it's obviously a lot more in depth at the G League and NBA level compared to college. Um, the the other assignment guys, I haven't gotten the chance to speak with yet, um, but there there is a game plan coming down to your point. I mean, the game last week when they had – four of the five guys with Pons being a late scratch. They started Freddie Gillespie at center 
and then Killian Tilly and Santi Aldama on the wing in the front court. That's a pretty sizable front court. So, and and they use both Tilly and Aldama to bring the ball up the court, um, you know, along with Sam Merrill as well. But it, you know, and Culver did it a little bit. Uh, he kind of really was the probably out of the four, not including Gillespie, struggled the most with the lead ball hand duties. But they used Aldama and Tilly to kind of push the pace, the tempo, similar to the way you see a Jaron Jackson do it, um, like a Kyle Anderson in a sense. So it's, uh, you know, definitely they have various things they work on. I know the key thing is just getting them reps and getting them ready. You know, Taylor Jenkins always talks about that next man up mentality. And he thinks, you know, clearly with the G League reps, they try to do that to help them be ready for when their name is called. But there are plenty of things that they are kind of focused on and working on. Um, And Jason is, you know, kind of the orchestrator of all that. Obviously, there's so many players that we can go through, but two names. So, a couple of names that we're going to get into in the third segment, we're going to get in depth with is Killian Tilly and Santi Aldama for a specific reason regarding the Grizzlies in the future. But I want to talk a bit about Sam Merrill and Jarrett Culver. Now, two players who have come from di- completely different paths to the NBA. But I, if I'm correct, I believe both of them now have one year left on their contract. So, it's really an opportunity this year for both of these players to try to make the most. It's not going to happen at the NBA level more than likely, but trying to really be able to make the most carve out some type of situation similar to what a Josh Jackson did um, two years ago. What do you see from them as far as their opportunities go with the hustle? Do you see one of them really being able to take control of the situation and maybe be able to carve out some interest next offseason at the NBA level? If they're Even if their future is not with the Grizzlies, a great season from them with the hustle could lead to great opportunities in the future. Yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting because um, Sam Merrill's probably, like, including kind of preseason as well, shined a lot more than Jarrett Culver. Um, in their one game with the hustle, Merrill had 20 points, shot the ball well, um, but he also, like, displayed being able to score at three different levels. Culver had 14 points, um, but it, it was very kind of more of a streaky game, uh, 14.6 rebounds, um, but he just kind of, like, it was inconsistent, kind of like what we saw in the preseason, whereas, you know, we saw Sam Merrill in his extended minutes, especially against the Pacers, drop 30 points. Um, and so definitely, I mean, I think, you know, with the way Sam Merrill plays, he could be kind of a very nice in-the-bench guy for the Grizzlies. Um, you know, I think he very well may play out of a cheap contract to stay in Memphis, but um, I think – I think he he is more likely to play himself into a nice contract next year, or at least, you know, whether it's Memphis or another team, have a role. Um, Culver is similar to Josh Jackson, where, you know, he's, I think, a fine player. I, I question, you know, like Josh Jackson, when he was with the hustle, was dominant. He took over. It was one game, but Culver just didn't have that takeover capabilities. So it'll be interesting to see if he does do that. He'll probably still get a chance just being a former lottery pick. But if I kind of had to peg, you know, put all my chips in on one guy, it'd be Sam Merrill. Um, Just, you know, his three-point shooting has been consistently good. And just, like, the way he's been able to play and kind of take care, take advantage of his opportunities really stands out. Agreed. And and also, I think the thing that also stands out with Sam Merrill that really does matter – with the Grizzlies is that he has the one trait that really aligns with what Taylor Jenkins wants to do. And that's shooting the three. And it has, it's the capability of shooting the three 
at a high level. Before we get back into the hustle and why after this year, the the role for the hustle in the Grizzlies' plans could be even bigger as a source of you know helping the Grizzlies get depth moving forward, I can tell you this, one great option for you to be able to get a boost to your day is through Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Have it in the morning for breakfast, have it in the afternoon as a snack. Whenever you choose to enjoy Built Bar, it's going to make your day better. Go to Built.com, choose from over 18 different flavors that you can enjoy, but also you can put in the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Again, go to Built.com, put in the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Want to thank you again for making Locked on Grizzlies your first listen of the day. I'm very happy to welcome my guest, Brandon Abraham. We're about to get talking about the Memphis hustle once again. But for your second listen today, make sure to check out Locked on Bets. It's been a great source of successful bets here in the recent past. Check on Locked on Bets with your boy Q every day for the latest and best bets from around the sports world as your second listen of the day. So Brandon, looking at how things are going to work out for the Grizzlies. This now, for the Grizzlies, after this season, you now are going to make a transition for this team, not just from being a rebuilding team to a sustainable winner, hopefully, but the payroll as well. Next year, you've got nearly $30 million already on the books committed to Jaron Jackson Jr. The year after that, you're going to have a lot committed to John Morant. Maybe after that, Dylan Brooks, so on and so forth. Basically, a fewer amount of players are going to take up a bigger part of your payroll. So finding good value at cheap costs is going to be huge. And to me, that's going to make the role of the hustle and the development system with the hustle even more important. So the Grizzlies maybe can get a player or two every year to be a part of the rotation from the hustle. Is that how you see it? Is the role and development of players at the hus- at the level of the hustle going to become more important as the Grizzlies payroll becomes a little bit tighter with the big commitments they've got coming up to players. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, uh, I think the Grizzlies have been a step ahead, two steps ahead than a lot of NBA franchises. I think really the only teams you could argue that have been better with incorporating their G league team and their G league success to the NBA level are the Miami heat and the Toronto Raptors. Um, They've really kind of started a trend of, one kind of the exhibit 10 deals um the Grizzlies one of the first teams that started signing guys to that at the g league level which is really nothing more than giving them a little bit more money and building up those relationships but on the actual basketball court you have a team you know that mirrors themselves after the grizzlies they have similar similar plays similar sets they they try to replicate the same style so you're not going to have you know, the Grizzlies playing their fast-paced game and the hustle, you know, with the throwback, grit and grind, you know, pound the ball in the post. They they try to replicate everything that the Grizzlies do. So, if you know, like you was talking about earlier with Sam Merrill, the three-point shooting, all that is fantastic. Um, as the books tighten up, and we even see it a little bit this year with the assignment guys, it's a great chance, excuse me, for guys to get reps when they otherwise wouldn't, um, as well as kind of finding hidden talents, hidden gems, because to your point, with so much money tied up to the key guys in the coming years, you have to find those cheap deals, you know, whether it's Aldama on a rookie contract or you get lucky and get someone like the talent of Tilly on a, a two-way deal, um, you know, you have to find those good price ranges to really invest in, and the G League is a good place to do it, especially when your team replicates the pro style of that you're trying to do. 
Um, so, you know, obviously kind of looking ahead, not really sure, you know, who will be available, things like that, but it'll definitely be, you know, a great launching pad for guys to just really have NBA careers jump off. And then especially for the Grizzlies, getting guys in their system, you know, they practice at FedEx Forum, they do everything at FedEx Forum other than their games at the Lander Center, you know, so it's easy for Zach Kleiman to get their eyes, you know, get his eyes on the guys and see how they practice, you know, you really like they're connected. It's the hustler, basically just a, a mini Grizzlies. You have other G league teams who, you know, are hours away, you know, they don't even own the G league team, which is where you have more of the difficulties in, you know, prioritizing, you know, player development versus the team. So the, the Grizzlies have a really good foundation with the hustle and it will only get better. Um, you know, they'll have to evaluate talent, figure out what they want to do there, but, you know, they, they set up a really nice foundation to be successful with it. And I think that that actually starts this year because, Brandon, as we look over the next 12 months, okay, you look at the fact that if you have five front court guys that you really consider on the Grizzlies right now, you've got Jaron, you've got Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman, and Kyle Anderson, okay? You know that Jaron's going to be here. You assume that Xavier T Tillman's going to be here. But, okay, you know, I know that Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark still have multiple years on their contract. Could you potentially see them involved in trades? There's an option there. And, of course, Kyle Anderson on an expiring contract. My point is, is that there easily could be multiple positions in the front court that could would need to be filled after the summer of 2022, starting next year. And the guy that stands up as being the most logical guy in the Grizzlies, hope it is, is Santi Aldama. And, you know, along with him, Achilles Till, and even to an extent, Eve Pons. But my point that I'm getting at is, I feel like that for fans who attend these games, possibly the thing to watch out for the most is the development of Santi Aldama. How will he be able to develop? To me, that seems to be one of the top headlines for South Haven because if he can really step up his game and show a quick learning curve, that could be something the Grizzlies can trust for him to step into a role if they need a front court rotation spot field as early as next year. Yeah, I mean, you, you nailed it, Sean. Um, from everything that I've gathered, um, I mean, obviously I'm not insanely sourced, but, you know, the, basically the Grizzlies do kind of hope that Aldama is that guy, whether it's trades through consolidation or whatever. But when that front court, that very solid front court the Grizzlies have gets thinned up with moves, that Aldama can be that guy. I know they were very high on him coming out of the draft. They were pumped to get him at 30. Um, you know, they very excited to get Tilly on a two-way last year. Um, you know, he didn't even make it to the bubble because they just wanted him to get reps with the Grizzlies. And, you know, he really played well late in the season. Um, you know, in his spot minutes. So you have the intrigue there between both of those guys. And especially if the Grizzlies do make a move this season, whoever's performing better in South Haven likely gets the nod, you know, to maybe get rotation minutes or, you know, have less assignment days um, than the other. So if Adama shines or Tilly shines, you know, and the Grizzlies move Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark, and all of a sudden there's that, you know, emergency big off the bench you know it'll be interesting to see how they prioritize it but i would imagine whoever's picking up on things quicker in south haven will get that get the head start 
it's going to be a lot of fun to see. And, you know, uh, you know, I'll, I, I, I wanted to ask you at least 10 questions about Eve Ponds, but I will say that jaw joking aside, there also seems to be a bit of excitement there as well when it comes to this hustle team. I know we talk about the development of key guys. We hope they're for the future and things like that. There's some fun talents in the open court, especially Eve Ponds and others that are going to be there. Your thoughts on that. And if you wouldn't mind just briefly kind of laying out how the schedule looks like for the G League. I know it's a little bit different than the NBA, perhaps a little bit spread out, but just a couple of guys who will be really exciting to see that we haven't really talked about yet, but also how the upcoming schedule, maybe for the rest of this year, looks like for the hustle, Brandon. So, um, you know, we touched a little bit on Shaq. Um, Anyone who's kind of followed along knows, get him the open court. He's offense and defensively. He's either going to, you know, he can send a shot, 10, 10 rows up in the stands, and he can throw down a dunk and put three guys on a poster. He's just super exciting. Um, just a guy we haven't touched on, Matthew Hurt. Um, highly touted prospect coming out of high school. Played pretty well at Duke, but they were underwhelming Duke team, so he kind of got a little bit of the blame for that. Um, ended up going undrafted, I believe. Signed a two-way deal with Houston, got cut because Armani Brooks was phenomenal for them, and he ended up getting that two-way spot. Um, comes in, had a terrible shooting night in their first game uh, the other Friday. Uh, but then in their game Sunday, really kind of slow start, you know, being in the front court with all the other guys, his minutes were shorter. But then he's, he drops uh, like 12 or 16 points in the fourth, you know, making four threes, um, went five for five from the field, had a, and one, like he played really well. So I think he's kind of the guy that we haven't touched on that could really be fun for this hustle team. Um, just because he's, you know, obviously you, you're not, you're not a five-star prospect top, top guy coming out of high school for no reason. So he'll be really interesting. And the G league schedule is really, really weird this year. Um, they're kind of testing out a tournament. Um, so the first 12 games are basically this, this showcase cup. So they play 12 games or yeah. Yeah. They play 12 games and then depending on how the standings go, they have the showcase cup and the top two teams in each kind of mini conference division. And then like the top three teams record wise outside of that play in a little mini tournament, you know, win money, all, you know, all that jazz. They play two games and then the other teams will play just two kind of random games, just kind of for show for fun, just to, you know, because part of it's too, you know, not just, you know, the teams want to win the cup, they want to win, but it's also a showcase for all the G league talent. So that, those are the first 14 games of the season, 12, you know, in a sense, resume builders um, getting where you need to be in the standings. And then you have like a mini two game playoff round. And then right after Christmas, um, I think it technically starts the 27th, the regular season really begins and they'll play a 36 game regular season. The records are swiped clean, um, kind of going a little bit to uh, baseball. I can't remember if it's double A AA or triple A where they wipe it out kind of midway through. Um, but so you start fresh for the final 36 games, and then it's a more of a regular G League season. Play 36, top teams make the playoffs, single elimination uh, to the finals, and best two out of three. Um, but it's, it's been interesting for the hustle because they had 12 days from the start of training camp to their first game. They played two games the other weekend, and then they are off for 10 games 10 days, they don't play again until tomorrow, and they didn't play until this, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. 
so they've kind of had a chance for two mini camps, two training camps. Um, so that they're they're poised well with the continuity from last year's roster to do uh, make some noise in the Showcase Cup. Um, but a lot depends on the assignment players as well. And those simulated games being back in Memphis where they can practice at the forum has helped a ton. It helped with Dylan Brooks's recovery, but it also gives Sam Merrill, Aldama, Tilly, all those guys practice run with the hustle, you know, as well as instead of just showing up on game day. No, that's exciting to see. And I had no idea that that actually, uh, all joking aside, that actually makes me respect you even more with the fact that you've got that crazy of a setup when it comes to the G League. That 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 is pretty crazy. So, but, but before we, you know, end the show, do want to kind of do a little bit of a lightning round with you. So, true or false on these? Number one, fans who listen to the show, and thank you again, fans, Purdue, folks who listen to this show, watch it on YouTube, one aspect of going to these hustle games is you never know who is going to be at these hustle games because the city of Memphis loves basketball. You could see John Moran and Zach Kleiman there one night, or you could see NBA scouts from uh, other teams. It's a hodgepodge of some pretty well-known uh, names that go to these hustle games. True or false, Brandon? Oh, very, very true. Uh, just kind of a random name I'll throw out there that um, is a scout, uh, was with the Pelicans. I don't know if he's still there, but uh, NBA legend Danny Ferry. Uh, he was there one game, talked to him in the uh, – media room a little bit so you know and he's out and about in the stands um you it's very true you never know who you're going to run into down in south haven true or false eve ponds will average 25 points five assists and 10 rebounds six blocks per game absolutely false everything about you is absolutely false true <laughs> or false when it comes to this team who do you feel who do you feel if, if fans want to go to these games, who do you feel are the top two or three guys that will really be the offensive sources for this team this year? Including or not including assignment guys. Including uh Sam Merrill, um Santi Aldama, and I'm gonna throw in a third one, Shaq Buchanan. That makes good sense. That really wasn't a true false question, but you know, you of anybody know that my grammar skills are not that great. His <laughs> name is Brandon Abraham. If you've seen me and him go back and forth with you, with each other, it's out of friendship. He absolutely is one of my favorite people when it comes to covering the Grizzlies because he's so hardworking yet even more talented, a great source when it comes to all things Grizzlies and the hustle. Brandon, where can folks find your work over at Grizzly Bear Blues? Also on Twitter. And just do you have anything coming up yourself as far as promoting the hustle or obviously your Grizzlies coverage? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on social media at BC Abraham. Um, I, I pretty much exclusively just do all my NBA hustle work on Twitter. Um, and then really the only thing to plug is, you know, do come out and see the hustle. Um, it's fun. It's exciting. Um, it's, I mean, it's a little bit of a sore spot right now, but defense is optional in the G League for the most part. So you get to see a lot of fun, high-flying, high-scoring games. Um, so come check it out. Jason March has a good squad down there. Um, and, Sean, I just want to say thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Um, you know, it's fun bantering back and forth, talking trash, but it's even more fun, you know, having in-depth, you know, high-knowledge high basketball talks with you, man. It's always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine, but it absolutely is. His name is Brandon Abraham. You can find him at BC Abraham on Twitter. You can find all his great work 
at Grizzly Bear Blues as well. A lot of the games will be covered for the hustle via the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter um, site at SBN Grizzlies. But me and him both do a lot of pieces. Brandon, I believe, has a weekly hustle report that will give you all things hustle. So if you want to keep up besides the crazy setup of the schedule, Brandon is the number one source for you to do exactly that. Brandon, can't thank you enough for joining us this this, this morning, sir. Thanks for having me, Sean. If you'll stick with us for just a second, his name is Brandon Abraham. Again, you can find him at BC Abraham on Twitter. Myself, you can find me at StatsSAC, the show at Locked on, uh, Locked on Grizz. Thank you so much for making Locked on Grizzlies your first listen of the day. Check out Locked on Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd, the number one source for fantasy basketball in the world as your second listen of the day. For Brandon Abraham, my name's Sean Coleman. Thank you so much, and we'll see you soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Go Grizzlies!